Waxwork, she's the sight for me. Waxwork, she never bores me. Stories, poetry, got those creative projects just for me. I never wanted any other mother love website. Don't ever form up a drive to keep a baby alive an episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cast and Wax after an extended extended absence I don't I mean okay I mean I, I say after an extended extended absence as though people are upset about it I'm sure on some level they missed us but I think they all understand the circumstances um so it's fine uh let me introduce everybody um we're really fortunate that we got things working uh we found a car battery so now we are able to run this computer and um we all gathered around to, to do a little a little uh, a little podcast. We felt guilty about not doing one. I mean, again, I know that's unreasonable that we felt that way, but we wanted to get one done. All right. Well, let me introduce everybody. Um, Mr. Frank Allen is here. Hi. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to finally be back uh, doing this. Good, good. Uh, and of course, uh, our good friend Rory Sinjin. Hello. Yes. Uh, hi, Rory Sinjin. Yes, that's me. Uh, my cat, Scape. You all know. Buzz, sir. Yes. Don't be fooled. No, they don't. But it's an audio podcast, so they don't see. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's me. And then we have a special guest, Harry Wilson. That's right. That's right. This is Harry Wilson, the toot janitor. If you remember from the before times, I was in such smash hits as Harry Wilson finds you love. Harry Wilson janits your teeth. Harry Wilson gives you a toothbrush. Harry Wilson talks a long time about teeth. Harry Wilson covers you in toothpaste. Harry Wilson finds a quarter. And Harry Wilson's all-star extravaganza. I'm here to remind you all about the importance of good tooth health. Well, okay. Brushing well, your teeth. I mean, is that why you're here? Well, that's normally why people have me on a show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all I talk about ever. All right. Well, we, we you know, we can... We can talk about that. Uh, I mean, actually, that is a little bit... Re- well, we'll get to that. We'll get to teeth. We actually I mean, do have some... I mean, it's still important. It's not no, like it's course. not important anymore. Of course. Of co- I mean, it ju- well, I mean, in the relative scale of things, it doesn't seem... Yeah, important. it's the most important thing. No. It, it just after a tragedy or after something happens, the most important thing is keeping yourself together and not losing hope and not turning into like a human sloth or, or a disgusting thing that just sits around and mopes. And the only way to do that is to keep brushing your teeth ladies and gentlemen what? i mean well no how does that how does brushing your teeth keep you from first of all what is turning into a human slug do you mean metaphoric or like literally do you mean i'm like, talking a metaphor well slug don't have any teeth all right oh. so uh, they they will not i mean they're not their lives are not worth living uh, and that's uh, i don't think you should say slugs lives are not worth living you know they don't commit suicide because they don't have teeth well they don't that's because they don't know they don't know what it's like to be able to brush their teeth if they were if they knew it they would stay alive they would you know if they wouldn't stay alive they would say what's what the hell is the point or they would try and get some teeth well that's fine and we and we do have some tooth stuff to talk about so in that respect i guess it's lucky you're here although well you might not like what you hear but um before we get um, before we get to that i think people are going to be more interested in in where we are and what we're doing and and what you know you know you know what i mean like what uh what we've been through uh since that could be that could be and so get out your toothbrushes get get start brushing and listen i mean that's that's what I'm, all i'm saying get Okay. Get out. Okay. Um, yes. Feel free to brush your teeth. Well, I mean, can, can you really listen to things while you're brushing your teeth? It makes kind of a sound inside your head. It kind of blocks. you got to get used to filtering that out. That's part of why you brush your teeth so often is so you get used to that filter. So it's like, oh yeah, of course I know 
that there's this toothbrush sound, I can listen through that. I can know what well, you know what's coming. All right. Well, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Okay. Get out your toothbrushes. We want to talk about a little bit about you know our, ourselves and our experiences since uh, since they came and since you know what what we've what we've gone through and what we're what we're up to. Um, you can probably hear we got a fire going. It's very cold. It's winter, as you as you are experiencing. If you're hearing this, I'm sure. I, mean, I guess technically, I'm, I, I could be wrong. Maybe you're not going to hear this for months. Maybe you're not going to find this for months, and you and it's not going to be winter. Well, it's winter here, and it's very cold. Yeah, yeah. It's the winter time, and this is the most important time to brush your teeth. No, wait. What? Uh, How is the winter time? No, we're not talking about teeth right now. We're talking about the fact that we're living in a in a bombed out rubble filled city because aliens invaded that's what we're talking well, yeah, about that's true that's true and if i'm not going to say anything related to teeth that's all i have to yeah we are we are and it's winter it's cold and it's I'm, more comfortable if you have a coat on while you may or may not be brushing your teeth well we're not brushing our teeth right now you're not right well we collectively are not then we're not all no and that's honestly i'm one of the things you have to do if you're in a job like mine is to be able to say, yeah, I can go on the show with people who are not brushing their teeth and I can get past that that sort of revulsion to, in order to bring my message forward. The fact that you call this your job, well, let the, uh, that's one of the things we need to talk about is what, like I said, where we are, what we're doing. I mean, we all, obviously things did not just continue as they are. Um but, no, that's true. But, but that's true. Everybody, you know, had to. I mean, you guys have all experienced this yourselves. I'm sure. I, I mean, well, I know. I know New York got it worse than you know than some of the the the, the, the towns and, and cities out in the countryside. But um, I'm sure, to on some level, your 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 lives have been disrupted. Um, so obviously, I don't. I can't. Uh, I mean, the good news for me is that I was recently put in charge of Star Wars. The downside being, I'm not working at Marvel. I mean, I'm I'm put in charge of Star Wars like. I, I work in kind of like I still work in entertainment, but I work in like locating entertainment and kind of putting it in a room and then letting people borrow it. It's kind of. But like, are you going to actually conduct the Star War? No, no, no. I just find Star Wars stuff and I put it in a room. Like about the movie Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because people still need entertainment, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast and and informative content. Well, it's not really Star Wars isn't true. No, yeah. What I'm sort of saying is it would be more useful if you had. Like a real Star War against the aliens. Oh, yeah, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think that that's gonna work. I mean, Jedi's and stuff. They do they have lightsabers? Dad, dad, dad! Lightsabers are real. Well, I mean, they're not. Well, I saw them. That's one thing to make sure not to confuse with a toothbrush is a lightsaber, because oh, you'd stick it in your mouth. Yeah, you die. You die right away, and your teeth. I mean, it might like blast the dirt off your teeth, but you want to try to avoid death. While you while you're brushing your teeth, yeah, agreed. Um, everybody, but everybody else, you know, what what have what have you, been, Frank? So, Frank, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I mean, as you know, when the attack happened, I worked at a, a supermarket, so I still, I mean, I, it's not a, a supermarket, but we are working in like rationing and trying to, our best to get food to people and uh, make sure people are fed and. Uh, you know, it's important work, and people really care about it. So, you know, I feel good when I when I'm able to give food to a family that that has been starving. Well, sure you do. That's one. There's every cloud has a silver lining, they say metaphorically. And one thing about this is, yeah, food is more shortaged now, 
there's less of it, which means there's less sugar sweets people can eat. There's less food that can get stuck in people's teeth. It means the job of brushing your teeth is easier. It means there's less likely to have tooth decay when there's not a lot to eat. So, I mean, I, w- I want to encourage people to look at the bright side of well, everything. There's also less toothpaste. Well, yeah, and that's part of the hardship. We have to hoard the toothpaste. We have to get the toothpaste factories back in production as fast as possible. And we have to use alternative sources. Like, if you have to use something else that's white to brush your teeth while the toothpaste isn't available, I mean, the most important thing is to keep brushing your teeth. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. You could just use something else, like what, mayonnaise? I mean, mayonnaise is probably bad for your teeth because that's food. But you might want to use, like, uh, well, the ancient people used birch box, so you could use that. Or and if you want to be more white. modern, you could... Pardon? That's not white. It's sort of white inside it. If you want to be more modern, you could use bleach. White paint, uh, maybe. White paint? You could use white paint, yeah. That's going to keep your teeth white, but in a different way, though. That's not, like, legit white. That's because you have white paint on your teeth. Right, that's why it's not as good as legit toothpaste. Um, the most important thing is to get real toothpaste. If you're out, you you got to keep the habit up of brushing your teeth because your muscles could atrophy if you stop brushing your teeth for too long. It's mu- mu- I mean, and, and again, even there's some people out there that'll brush teeth with with empty toothbrushes. I'll be honest with you, we do we do have some toothpaste left at our at our uh, at our store. I mean, I call it store. Uh, you know, at our supply center, I guess now. Um, People don't really ask for it so much. They're usually far more interested in food. Um, That's part of the problem we need to fix. That's part of why we need to do this show. I mean, I imagine at some point we'll run out of food and people will want the toothpaste because they'll think, well, we can eat that at least... You know, I don't know if that's Well, no, true. you don't eat that. You brush your teeth with it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, but I think he's saying you could swallow it. Does it have any... Does toothpaste have any nutrients in it? I don't know. I have to check the... You know, it's not for nutrating. It's for brushing your teeth. You, br- I mean, if you ate the toothbrush, what the toothpaste? What would you brush your teeth with? Couldn't you brush your teeth and then swallow though instead of spitting? Yeah, you. I guess you could. Yeah, you could do that. But I mean, you, you, you gotta be careful not to just like keep swallowing. You, the point is brushing your teeth. So don't, don't just like keep swallowing it and keep using up all the toothpaste like that though. Well, okay, but. So, so Frank, you know, thank you for your hard work, obviously. Um, Rory, what have you been doing? Well, obviously, there's not a lot of coal for extra history um, in, in this new world, partially because it's hard to imagine a world where things are worse. I do, don't, I mean, I do know of one, but people don't, you know, really want to hear about it uh, now. So in this world, I've become a regular historian. Okay. Uh, and is that useful? No, not really, actually. Um, no. Do you know anything about regular history? Ah, yes, of course. Well, what, what, do you know, what do you need to know? I I don't know. Uh, when did people... Here, let's test you out. When did people first start brushing their teeth? When did people first start brushing their teeth? Well, uh, that dates back to the year 317 BC, when um, a Roman named Toothus Brushus uh, first invented the toothbrush, said, I'll name it after myself. And he stuck it in his mouth and started swirling it around. Now, he did it as a weird sexual kink, but he noticed that his teeth got whiter afterwards, and he said, this is actually quite helpful, um, and that was the first time. Yeah, that's bullcrap. What? Wait. None of that's true. There was no Roman named Tutus Brushes. Rory? No, I'm actually pretty sure it's true. How do you, do you have that in a book or something? Well, I don't have it in a book in front of me. I have it in my mind in front of me, um, and I must have read it in a book at some point, yeah. Wait, so, so basically you're lying about history. You're saying you know history and you lie? Because that's kind of like what you did for extra history. Well, I mean... 
A little, but uh, no, I'm not lying is the point. It's true. You know, Mr. Wilson, do you know where the toothbrushes started then? Yeah, of course I know where toothbrushes started. Let's hear it. Well, no, not really. I don't know where the toothbrushes started. I just know that all civilized people ever have had them. So you're like, okay, who was the first civilized person? They must have had a toothbrush. It was, well, no, I'm telling you it was toothless brushes. If, without uh, No, no, that's that's not, that doesn't even make any sense. In that's the absence. Like, toothless brushes aren't even Latin. With that, I mean, that words, that's just a made-up name that you made up. Like, I'll tell you, okay, I don't know the first person that did it, but you're just totally pulling that out of your ass. In the absence of evidence to the contrary, I think my family should be regarded as true uh, in the uh, sense that in in the old system that we had of you know innocent until proven guilty I think my my facts should be innocently thought of as accurate until proven guilty of falsehood okay if anybody out there uh, here can hear this and hears this and like has a history book write in or or, or, or like carry a pigeon in or something and tell him that he's wrong. I think if anybody here, if anybody in the world would be likely of having a history of toothbrushing book, it would be you. Uh, if I, you don't. Well, I do, but I don't read it all the time. Why not? I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, well, look, my point is you know, I'm an actual, actual respectable historian, and therefore it is most likely that I know history and you don't. I know some things about history, like they didn't even have like normal regular toothbrushes up to like Shakespeare time. Confirmed. They didn't even have it. I confirm that as a historian. So toothless brushes was before that, if he was real, which he wasn't. So you're all wrong. No, no I, you just said regular toothbrushes, but this was a very special one. I said he made it as a sexual kink. He made it as a se- no. All right. Yes, brushing your teeth can be very sexual, but that doesn't mean it was ancient Roman. That's, I mean, that's stupid. They, they didn't have br- brush. They, and his name, toothless brush. Listen, I'm just saying, histor- history people out there that have a real book, or I'll do it when I get home. Just carry a pigeon in or write or something. I'll, I'll, I'll give you more details. Um, the, the first toothbrush that he used was actually a donkey tail that he had just cut off a donkey and he stuck it in his mouth and swished. No, because that, those are dirty and then you get dirt on your no, teeth. He, he rinsed it off first, obviously, and he put, you know... Some... With what, the running water that they had in ancient Rome? Yes, from an aqueduct. Well, okay, yeah, sure. But that doesn't mean that it, it's true. This is a made-up thing that's a uh, fake. Then he put olive oil on it, and he r- r- stuck it in his mouth. Olive oil is food. No, but he, they also used it to clean themselves. They cleaned themselves just so if I can, I can just, like, rub hamburger all over myself, which is, like, the modern American version of olive oil, and that'll make me cleaner? If you had a hamburger and you rubbed it on yourself instead of letting us eat it, I would be really mad at you. Yeah, well... That's an example of something that I wouldn't do. Good. Whew, that was close. I was going to be really mad. I'm not going to... No, that's that's something I wouldn't do because I'd be brushing my teeth, first of all, like I should be. And then second of all, that doesn't make you cleaner. It just makes you covered in hamburger. Wait, how do you eat if you're always brushing your teeth? With, uh, I have two sides of my mouth. Yeah, I know, and you usually have two toothbrushes in them. Well, so I brush with one side, and then I eat with the other side, and then I put back the other toothbrush. That sounds gross, because uh, you must not like the taste of food very much. They get, it'll taste all minty. No, I don't, but that's that's why I don't eat very much, so that I don't get my teeth very dirty while I'm brushing them. You, if you should try, at some point, stopping brushing your teeth. <laughs> well, there's more. Rinsing out your mouth with water, <laughs> letting your mouth sit without toothpaste in it, for like a half hour and then eating food and you'll see they, it tastes pre- I mean not that there's any food to eat really but it tastes pretty good I'm a tooth education personality if people saw me 
not brushing my teeth, what would they say? Well, okay, the, the, now this brings up, so we've just, we're talking about our jobs. Are you still consider your job telling people to brush their teeth? Like, do you not have a, a real job in this new? Well, it's my calling. Well, what, yeah, but what do you do for money? Money. We don't have money. What do you do to earn your keep? Well, that's kind of hard. Like, normally I would clean places up. Like a regular janitor? Yeah. Oh, like pretend everything is teeth and you can just clean it all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm a janitor that talks about teeth. Tooth janitor. Oh, I thought you were just called a tooth janitor because you clean teeth. Well, I do clean teeth, but I'm also a janitor. What? You haven't, I haven't seen you doing anything janitorial in a very long time. Because usually we record these things in, like, your apartment, you know. I would and... have been happy for you to clean up my apartment back then. You <laughs> me to do that? No. Then, then why would I do that? Fair. It's a fair assessment. So what do you do now in this, you know, new world we find ourselves in? Well, that's, uh, that's a little harder because there's not a lot of things to Janet. I mean, there's things, but every everything's kind of filthy. It's big, everything, all filthy? the rubble and stuff. Huh? Filthy? Filthy, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It, it's, that means it's covered in filth. It's not clean, it's filthy. What's filth? Filth is like a piling up of dirt. You mean silt? No, 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 no. They're not silt. Filth is when you see someone like maybe they never brushed their teeth in like two days. Their teeth are covered in filth. Or there's like... They're some, eating dirt? Some, what? You said filth was dirt. <laughs> it's dirt or something that's not clean. It's muck or something that's not clean. It's filth. So someone who doesn't brush their teeth eats dirt. No, they well, they might. I mean, if they're willing to do one thing, they're probably willing to do the other. But in general, it's filthy. Okay. So, anyway, so I go into these places, and no, most of the time they don't want to pay me to clean stuff up. But you know, often these bombed out like uh, schools and and uh, cafeterias and things will have food lying around. So I can go in and sort of like pretend I'm there to help clean up, and then I can scavenge some food. You're saying you help by cleaning. I mean, I, 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 cleaning should still help people, doesn't it? Well, yeah, except they, they, everything's, it's sort of like a lost cause. There's not a lot of people care about it anymore. I mean, you know, like, I, I, you know, you look around here, yeah, obviously there's filth all around, but we, you know, we tidy a little, like, you know, we stack the rubble no, over I'm, there. No, I'm agreeing with you. It's, it's useful. It's just the thing is, you go into, like, a bombed-out uh, school or something, and you say, hey, do you need someone to jam at your auditorium? And they're like, first of all, why are you brushing your teeth? And then you tell them all about tooth health. And then they're like, well, it's, like, bombed out, and there's rubble all over the floor, and the stage is collapsed. But, yeah, wax it. I mean, like, they're not going to do that. Oh, yeah, no, like the high-end janitorial stuff. But, like, a, a broom would probably still go over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you, you pick up some money from stuff like that, yeah. All right. Um, and then, uh, uh, so that's what we're doing. Scape, obviously, uh, does not have a job still. He's a, he's a cat. Um, we we keep Boo and Scape in hiding so that people don't eat them. Uh, that's why he mentioned earlier his disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we got here is, like, a pile of like pillows and then I'm sitting on top and then I got this cloak on over me so I look like I'm a dude but I'm really a cat on a bunch of pillows. Oh wait, are you a girl cat? No, I'm really a dude cat but I mean I look like I'm a human being but I'm really, All right, yeah. I'm really just a cat on a bunch of pillows with a cloak. That's cool. I mean, as long as you have room to brush your teeth. Um, I never brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, technically, you're supposed to brush your cat's um, teeth for them. Like, cats don't ever brush their teeth. You're supposed to hold them down and brush their teeth. Yeah, but that would be really terrible. Yeah, we never... I mean, that, I mean, it's a little bit hard because you, you... I mean, how do you brush your own teeth while you're doing that? But I, I think that's something that's worthwhile to maybe take a minute out of. If you're not brushing your own teeth, you might be... You must at least be brushing somebody else's teeth. We did have to... A couple of years ago, we had to get Boo's uh, teeth pulled out. She doesn't have teeth? Uh, well, most of them she doesn't, yeah, because they got so, you know... Infected. What What does she do all day? All day? I mean, she gets up in the morning. She has some water. She has some food. Uh, she sleeps a lot. And she doesn't brush her teeth. She doesn't have... She only has a couple of teeth left. Does she brush them all day? No, she's... A, again, she's a cat, and we don't... She Cats can't brush their own teeth, and we don't really brush them. Well, you got to... I mean, ah... Uh. We oughta. Yeah. But, you know, cats, they have this, like, crunchy food, and sometimes you, you give them treats that are designed to, like, help scrape the plaque. Yeah, that's probably not that good. Yeah, it's, nothing's as good as brushing your teeth. Well, I want to talk, I wanna talk more about my teeth because I have had some dental problems. But, we've, like I said, we've been scavenging, uh, and we, we found this car battery. We can get the computer up and running. Uh, I figure we, we also have found some, you know, audio discs and some cassettes which have radio cereals on them, so we figure we oh. should play some. Yeah, remember, after cereal, always brush your teeth. No, not that kind of, you're talking about breakfast cereal. Yeah, yeah, always brush your teeth uh, after and before and preferably during it, yeah. That would really ruin the flavor. It really, I mean, I know you're saying that because you mean well. Why are people concerned with flavor so much more than their teeth? Does your tongue function? Am I talking? Yeah, I, I mean in the tasting sense. Like, do you brush your tongue? Well, sometimes when I'm, I mean, it's, it's in inevitable when you're brushing really hard and you're really getting into it, you're going to run into your tongue. Wait, what do you mean by when you're brushing really hard? Well, you're like, you know, getting into it. Your arms are flailing. And you're like, brush, 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 brush. Your arms so, are flailing? So, in other words, yeah. you're saying you're like pushing this thing into your mouth as hard as you can. Yeah. And sometimes you miss and hit yourself in the tongue. When you get really excited, that happens, yeah. I, I'm kind of shocked that you don't bleed more. Well, part of your toothbrushing kit has got to be mouth bandages. What? For if that happens. All right, let's oh, let's get to one of these things we found. Um, uh, we were very fortunate in that uh, in, in, our, in our recent episode, we, we premiered a new series called Jimmy in the Future. And thankfully, yeah. we found the second episode of Jimmy in the Future. So this is like after the world has become like post-apocalyptic and terrible. Oh, who wants to listen to that? Oh, should we not listen to that? Well, we got nothing better, so. Okay, yeah. Let's listen to that. I mean, it's a All different right. kind of post-apocalyptic and terrible, so maybe it'll it'll seem nicer and better than what we've got. Well, yeah, let's listen to that then. All right, here you go. Here's Jimmy in the future. Jimmy in the future by Cheryl Casey. Episode 2, Jimmy in the Past. On the last episode of Jimmy in the Future, Hank invented a time machine. They used it once. I was thinking we should pay James Augustus Adler a visit. What? No! Just, just no! You, you can't just... 
We're alive. Good. 150 years? Why can't it never be baby steps with you? Maybe go back in time a year just in case we can't get back? What if we can't get back? I'm not going to do something halfway. I'm going to do it right. So this is the past. If I accidentally cough on an insect, will I completely break the future? I can't wait. Do what right, Hank? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Oops. I just accidentally picked a flower. Oops. I just accidentally stepped... Um... Something. This is fantastic. You just stepped in dog poop, Will. Dogs aren't extinct? I'm gonna ride one. Hank! What are we doing 150 years in the past? 155. I wanted to put some distance between J.A. Adler's political climb and the bomb dropping. To do what? Kill him before he can develop the technology for his bomb. What? Well, we're not going to kill someone in cold blood. That's just insane. About as insane as rewriting history by stomping in feces, yes. We're not going to kill anyone, especially not a pivotal historical figure. That would change the course of history. That's the point, Margot. But my point is that we don't know the result. We don't know what we're doing. Think about it. We could erase ourselves from history. What then? It'll be worth it if the world is better off. You can't honestly believe that. We don't have to kill him. What are you... No. Don't tell me that you're buying into this. Why don't we just take him with us? Nab him, then go back to our time. It'll be as though he went missing in this time. And in our time, he'll lack any valid credentials. It'll do. What? But that still doesn't deal with the fact that we don't know what will happen if you rewrite history. Fine. Then we can just wait five years until we know a bomb will go off, and then we die. Hey, I never signed up to die. I'm the only one who knows how to work the time machine. You would not just let us all die. We're just three people, Margo. How many millions of people also died with that bomb who didn't want to? But they're supposed to be dead, Hank. Moot point. A life's a life. We're all just energy. You're such a stubborn jerk sometimes. A stubborn jerk who holds the remote to the time machine. Ugh! So how do we do this? How do we find J.A. Adler? He's a prominent political figure. All we'd have to do is ask. Okay. Adler! James Augustus Adler! I'm looking for James Adler! (sighs) We should have remembered to bring a leash for him. Point taken. Will? Hey, buddy, you just need to- James! Excuse me, what are you three doing on school property? Were you checked in at the front doors? This is a school? Of course. I'm terribly sorry. I think we're a little lost. Where are the front doors? I'm looking for James Adler. James Adler. You mean Jimmy? Will- Oh, is that what you're calling him now? You three need to sign in. I can't have you wandering the courtyard without proper badges. Weirdos. If we sign in, then can we see James? Yeah, I assume you have a reason. A reason? An appointment or something? An appointment? Of course we'd have to schedule an appointment. Right, it's for his braces, isn't it? Braces? He's crippled now? Or I could just get a security guard to escort you all out. (sighs) Let's just sign in. Because you all look a little too old to be trying to sneak Jimmy out of class. We're not too old. You're what, 20? What do you need with a 16-year-old kid? 16? 
James Adler didn't age well if he was supposed to drop a bomb in only five years. The history text made him look like he was 40 or something. Right. I'm gonna ask you to leave. He's really 16? Hank! What is wrong with Uh, you? I'm going to call the police. Why is it that you only have to hit them once in the movies and then they're out cold? Hank! Put that chair down now! Hey look, he's still moving. I've got it. No! No, not you two! Both of you, stop it! Why won't you just pass out, guy? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop it! Someone's coming! (gasps) Somebody catch her before we get caught! Hey, hey, I was only going to the bathroom, but I lost my pass. If I was cutting class, I wouldn't do it in the school building. That's just stupid. You're not a monitor. Uh, No. Where's Mr. Sullivan? That guy? Hank beat him with a chair. Really? That's pretty rad. We're looking for Jimmy Adler. Do you know where we can find him? Is he in trouble or something? Well, not exactly. Good. That bag of snot landed me with detention. He should be in study hall right now. So he really is 16. Are you sure this is the right guy? So, maybe Hank's machine got the time a little wrong. This is still amazing. There is nothing wrong with my time machine. Obviously, the historical data was incorrect. Sure. It's in this room here. If you folks want to scare the faith out of that woman behind the desk, I won't stop you. Which one is Adler? The scrawny dweeblet hunched over the table there. Thanks. Adler! Huh? Ah! <laughs> Quick! Margo, I need to activate the time machine. That's it? You spin a dial and then hit the red button? This was the complicated device that only you knew how to operate? Henry Blydell, I swear on everything, you are the most... Did it! What? What just happened? Who are you people? Hank? Hank? Hank, where are you? Next time, a Jimmy the Anomaly. In that episode of Jimmy in the Future, Hank was Charles Berman, James Augustus Adler was Ed Jones, Marco was Cheryl Casey, Will was Greg D'Angelo, Guard was Freddie Castelli, and Student in Hall was Wendy Casey. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I guess that gives us a little bit of hope. You know, that maybe... Maybe someone could, like, travel back in time and kill the aliens while they're in high school or, so, or kidnap them or something like that. Do they... Do they, you think they have high school? I mean, that's... We didn't really talk about the aliens. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen any up close, but I've seen some pictures and stuff. They don't, they don't, I mean, they seem pretty different from us. It's hard to tell if they have like human-style teeth or not. I don't think they do. Yeah. Their mouths look really small. They're like, they're totally not even human at all. Well, no, they're aliens. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's probably why. But I was less concerned about their teeth and more concerned about, like, what they want from us. You know, what, what, I mean, they're clearly... They clearly don't care about human life. Well, maybe they want our maybe they want our toothbrushes and toothpaste. That would explain. If they don't have teeth, they probably don't have that very much there. That would explain why we are so low on toothpaste. No, that's very unlikely, actually. Um, I knew a bit about the history of these aliens, uh, in fact, because I am, as you know, a historian. Uh, they are not here for toothbrushes and toothpaste. What do they want then? 
Uh, why, why wouldn't they want the toothbrushes and toothpaste? As That's like our achievement they, as a species. They don't have teeth. Well, maybe they want teeth, and the first step is having something to brush them with. If that was so, the first thing they would do would be to take uh, our people and remove their teeth. Oh my god! But they're not doing that, so, I mean, we're, again, we're here. They don't seem to care about people one way or another. I mean, the, people are dying, um, which is very sad, by the way. But they're not, like, killing us. They're just, like, it's a side effect. Yeah, so they're probably looking for something else. I mean, and again, I mean, if they were normal, they would be looking for the toothbrushes and toothpaste. They're aliens. They have another, they have other alien motivations for things. So that's why. Yes, I believe they're here for something else. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, you... Okay, so you're claiming right now that you're a historian and that you know things about this alien race. Yes, I do, absolutely. But you're not going to tell us what it is that they're here for? You know, there's, it still requires further study, I think. Well, what did they want the last time aliens invaded? The last time aliens invaded this planet? Yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. It's been lost to the annals. Uh, that, that's not a very good historian. Like, I remember the last time they invaded. It was on this show, and Nathan Van Etten killed them all. Oh, yes. Um, hmm. Right. Well, I think he ate them, right? Yeah, and he didn't brush his teeth. And he said they tasted like gummy bears, which are one of the most sugary things. Perhaps then, perhaps they're here for revenge. Oh, no. But they're all, no, they're not, they can't be the same aliens, because those aliens are all dead. Maybe they were buddies. It's possible that these aliens are buddies with those ones, but again, you just pointed out they're not trying to kill us, so it seems unlikely they're here for revenge. They're, they're probably, you know, trying to steal oil or money, or, you know, some other form of power that the capitalistic government that we've replaced with this kind of wonderful uh, com com communal sharing society with the downfall of, of mankind. Um, where was I going with that? I forget. I don't know. All I know is that the capitalist society produced a lot more varieties of toothpaste. Yes, well, that's the nature of capitalism. They, they have competition. So someone will say, well, this toothpaste is better for whitening your teeth. And then the next one will say, well, no, this one is actually better. Uh, and then they'll improve it and they'll improve it until eventually they have, you know, toothpaste that whitens your teeth very, very well. Right. Well, that's capitalism. And that's not what we're, we're not here to, talk, to praise that. Well, no, I know it. You know, well, we're here to, to praise teeth. And, well, I don't think and, if here to praise teeth. My teeth are good because I got really sharp ones. This is like this. I can bite. Yeah, and you can file down your teeth if you want them to be sharp. I don't but, need to. Uh, I'm already sharp. Well, yeah, other people, if they're like, oh, man, I wish they were sharp like Scape. Wait, you approve of people filing down their teeth? Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. If you file down your teeth, um, that decreases the surface area of the tooth, which means that the when you're brushing, you're actually brushing more efficiently. Wow. You never thought about that, I bet. No, I didn't. Um, I don't think I want to do it, though. But that's all right. That's all right. As long as you're, you're always brushing, that's all right. Well, I mean, I'm not always. Okay. Uh, we, we do want to talk about my teeth. We actually do want to talk about my teeth. But uh, we, we probably should do more of these shows. This one, uh, well, actually, this one, uh, you're, you're in this one, Harry. Oh, well, is this, this is one of my shows, then. No, it's is not this... one of your shows. But we did find a, uh, we found... A copy of this. It looks like somebody taped it off of the Extraordinary Transmission Network, uh, or 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 maybe it was before. I mean, because that's the thing is the aliens came before Christmas, but somehow uh, they I guess recorded this Christmas special um, before. Maybe they found it in the studio or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, all I know is we do have this, uh, this this special Christmas special. I mean, obviously it's a little late for Christmas at this point, um, but again, I. You know, listen, I, I'll tell you, I feel really awful that I haven't put out shows for the rest of, for most of December and for all of January. 
I feel terrible because I made that promise that we would be up to a certain episode by April. Well, but the, the aliens, though. I, I mean, know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's unreasonable of me to feel this way, but I feel terrible. I, feel I, terrible. I don't think you should. I mean, I think everyone will understand with, since the aliens invaded. that I mean, if they hadn't invaded, yeah, maybe you should feel terrible. But there were aliens. That's a, a stunning circumstance. Oh, that's good vocabulary. That's a pretty good word, yeah. 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 Uh, I would call it extenuating, yeah. I've been writing some stuff. Right? Some people were like, hey, aliens, that's extenuating circumstance. And they were right. Yeah, yeah. I heard it. Oh, well, good. Um, all right. Well, then, here's some extenuatingly circumstanced late holiday specials for you. Well, one. Um, it's called... Uh, well, I'll let them tell you what it's called, but it's going to involve some assholes. I'm wearing her clothes, her silk pantyhose, walking round in women's underwear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Marcel Silvers, and this is Apple Watch. It's December, late December, Christmas time, and this is the Extraordinary Transmission Network. And this is Humbuggery. Watches Christmas special for the 2013 holiday season. Gay porn. Christmas. What's their relationship? Is gay porn being shoved out of the public sphere around the holidays? Are the conservative media propagating a war on Christmas gay porn? Do you remember the good old days? Joseph and the Magi buggering each other in nativity scenes. I sure don't. Why has that been suppressed? These are the topics we'll address tonight on Apple Watch. Let's meet the panel. On my left. Professor Michael Del Greco providing an academic counterpoint to presumably will be the other viewpoints on this issue. Opposing the other viewpoints, always with safe ground. Also joining us on the panel this evening, we have... I'm the secret Santa. I figured you might be able to use my counsel because this is about Christmas, and I, I am the secret Santa. I'm rounding out the panel this evening, we have. My name's Larry, and I'm a gay Christmas elf. One of the most important gay porn figures from Christmas lore. Ladies and gentlemen, mistletoe, chubby men shoved up chimneys, cookies, milk, surprising presents. Christmas is a time that reminds us all of gay porn, and yet, gay porn rarely seems to be at the forefront of the conversation. If I went to a mall where a Santa Claus was promising gifts to small children, and I started filming a gay porn with that Santa Claus, how would that go over? And would that be fair to the gay porn community? That's the question for debate. Thoughts? Well, having already worked as a mall Santa, and having been giving presents to little children for a long time, I get the sense that they're already creeped out enough by that. Why are children creeped out by presents? And do you find that children are creeped out by gay porn? No, I really meant that the parents were creeped out by it. The kids are just uncomfortable sitting on my lap because it's not very flat. And if we achieve our goal as gay porn artists, that's what we're going for, ladies and gentlemen. Does Christmas have a right to squelch that? Larry, you earn your living through gay porn at Christmas time. We often think of midgets, but not as often elves, being sodomized at Christmas when it's not a gay porn version of Santa coming down the chimney. Do you feel... 
that the Christians propagating Christmas in this country are a threat to the survival of gay porn that's so great a part of our traditions. Well, yes, most definitely, because when I am watching and being a part of the gay porn community, it's very difficult for me as a little person to really get up there to where I need to be to really make an impact on the community, which is why I really wanted to be here on this panel to to talk for the little people who were there with the pointy ears who want to be a part of gay porn, but just don't have a place except for one time of the year. It's just not right. Now, we'll, we'll put on, just for background, we'll put on one of the most famous Christmas gay porns. Now, you've been the star of several of the most famous gay Christmas porns that have been out there. Santa Claus is coming to town under the mistletoe. And we'll put on here, just for practice, North Pole. Now, Larry, you can see from the themes of Christmas-related gay porn It's pretty much all elves and some Santa. Very few Christmas gay porns involving baby Jesus. Where do you think is the way for the industry to expand in this area? Well, perhaps if they just change the child labor laws, then we could have little children being in the pornos too, and then they could be the little baby Jesuses, and that could be a way that we could break into the porn industry and having more Jesus Christs. And Secret Santa, why do you feel the need to be secret at this holiest gay porn time of year? I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not crazy about the idea of introducing children to the porn industry because I like being able to visit the set sometimes and see some of my friends, and I'm not allowed within a thousand feet of children. A thousand feet of children? Yeah, I haven't been able to score a mall Santa job this year because of that. That's a long, long way. There's probably children within a thousand feet of anywhere. There are entirely too many of them. It's it's very difficult to focus on my daily work and job so and everything. You would advocate a sort of a mass murder of children. No, no, no. I, I like children. I, I love children. That In fact, that's kind of the problem. So I, I just have to be very secretive about my wanting to be Santa. Presumably there's a shortage of adults who are willing to sit on Santa's lap at the mall. Do, do uh, other parents find that awkward if that happens? Is there any mall where you could do this as a job? It just wouldn't have the same kind of job fulfillment as having little children sit on my lap one after another all day long, telling me what I could give them to make them really, really happy. We have had great success with animals, and I think that, you know, there's, there's a great adverse reaction to using children, generally. But animals seem to be a little bit more all right. Exactly, and that's that's one problem that I have had that is actually cured, helped by the holiday season. You see, this is kind of a dark age for science. The um, in the olden days, human research was entirely acceptable, and people talk about DNA being the same between humans and chimps and all that. But I mean, you're not going to learn very much if you just watch a bunch of field mice humping. I mean, sexual research in particular, like the sort of hardcore sexual research that my friends in the pornography industry um, unintentionally carry out every day is actually far more useful for human studies. And have you ever been to a camp, college campus on Christmas, sir, ever? No. And that's because it is locked. Uh, see, in my daytime, I have to, in most of the year, I have to work 
under my my actual name. Uh, Michael Del Greco, of course, publishes his research in countries that don't have child labor laws or rules about what can be used for research or things like that. So in the basement layer of the science building, when everything is safely locked up for the holidays and the campus is closed, my laboratory is open for business and finding all sorts of interesting things. So in that sense, you know, Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Um, I, I honestly was just listening to what you said, and it occurs to me that the porn industry might get a lot less flack if they refer to their videos as hardcore research. Uh, correct. And I've done some collaborations with, with filmmakers. You know, and given the cuts in science funding in recent years, scientists have increasingly had to raise funds and water down their research by, you know, applying for grants. Now, I have found that this is a superb way to raise money. There is no shortage of volunteers for the research as opposed, you know, you don't have to have some embarrassing problem like cancer to participate in the studies. You can just be a normal, red-blooded, mildly sexually deviant person and take part in research that may well change the world and... Apparently, there's a wide audience out there in the world willing to watch the results of these studies, and people paid to distribute these this footage. It is uh, a win-win-win situation for everyone. There is a there is a noted increase in the spike in the sales of gay porn before Christmas. That means somebody's giving these DVDs. We just haven't brought it out in the open. Every time we try to sell a billboard showing gay porn dressed in a Santa costume, or in an elf costume, in a major metropolitan city before Christmas, somehow it gets shot down. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to publicize anything related to this. Now, granted, I have never worked in religious themes, but that's because I am a man of science, uncowed by superstition, which, of course, makes this kind of puritanism even more embarrassing to me and many of my peers in the uh, hardcore human sexuality research field. For another perspective... We have on the line of guests. Round John, are you with us? Yeah, hi. Um, I, I have to. I have a complaint to make about the way Christmas has become in recent years. I think that I'm not being uh, given as much of the spotlight as I used to. My name is Round John Virgin, and they used to make a really big deal out of me. I mean, I was right there with Joseph and Mary and the little kid, and it's just not important to even bring me up anymore. Well, no offense, sir, but you're a virgin. What are you going to do all the porno? That's why we rarely include Mary in the pornos. But I can think of like four off the top of my head. There was there, there was uh, Saint Misbehavin' and there was Glory Holy Mother and then there was Laid in a Manger and, of course, Three Kings Coming. So, yeah, you can be a virgin and still be a porno star. It's true. It's true. When many porno stars stop being virgins on camera. Well, I, I don't think that the Virgin Mary was supposed to be a virgin forever, just when she gave birth to Jesus. There's a whole, I mean... Oh, I mean, she was married to Joseph for years after that. You don't think that the, their marriage was quite that dull? There could be a whole lesbian series about that, but it doesn't get picked up on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Joseph was a dude. But, I mean, I, I'm thinking in gay porn code terms. Well, there was always Mary versus Mary. There was something about Mary. There was definitely something about her hairstyle. There was. And I, I think about it. She was a virgin up to the time when Jesus was born. Why was that? Maybe Joseph was secretly a woman. 
Well, no, I mean, it's, I, I think it's because Mary was only 12 at the time. They don't mention that in the Bible, do they? But I see, have... I know because I'm round John Virgin. I was there. To contribute to the discussion, we have another expert on the line, someone with a differing perspective. Favorite janitor, Harry Wilson. Harry, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I, I'm glad to be here. I've never been on a gay porn show before. And I'll tell you why I've never been on a gay porn show before. There is one important thing that a man should be sticking inside his mouth on camera, and that is a toothbrush. And that toothbrush should never leave. It should be moved around and, and jerked around as especially uh, vigorously as you want, but it should be getting your teeth completely clean. And that is why Christmas is a destructive holiday to America's youth and to America's middle-aged people and America's young people and also America's old people, but not necessarily in that order. Christmas is a holiday that encourages people, A, to eat candy, B, to drink milk, which actually is alright because it contains calcium, but it doesn't taste good with toothpaste. And we should eliminate all foods that discourage people from constantly having mouths filled with toothpaste. And it encourages people to eat cookies and eat turkey and ham and cinnamon buns and all sorts of things that are full of sugar which rot your teeth. And if you have no teeth, you have nothing to brush and therefore nothing to live for. So if you are, first of all, the thing to remember, I wanted to say the audience of a gay porn show, while you're having gay sex or watching gay porn, make sure also to be brushing your teeth. And if you're not doing those things, also make sure to be brushing your teeth. Just so I'm clear, uh... Did you say brushing your teats? Yes. Brush okay. your teeth. Okay. I can do that. I think that would be kind of fun, actually. I will brush my teats tonight. You mean you've never done that before? Well, I think that it would chafe, but I'm willing to give it a try. Um, how round are you? Are these uh, of considerable girth, these, these teats? They're just normal-sized teats. Well, they kind of... Mine are actually worn down from repeated brushing, the way yours should be as well, by the way. That actually sounds rather unhealthy, sir. Well, it's actually the way you ought to be. I have a, oh man, I what must have at least 12 teats, and they have been constantly worn down my by- My goodness, if you bro- had them checked out, I mean, these might be tumors of some kind. No, they're not tumors. You don't have to have them checked out if you're constantly brushing them. If you go to the dentist, all the dentist is going to say is, have you been brushing your teeth? And if you say yes, the dentist will say, good, go on your merry way. And if you say no, they'll say, get to brushing your teeth more. Well, I'm telling you, you have to be brushing them all the time. It's interesting to know that dentists are branching out and now working on helping people with their teeth as well as their teeth. There is a profession where you have people strapped into a chair and in a position of no power against a professional. Well, that's like a couple of the pornos I've been in. I'm always strapped down to something, you know, and Santa's always coming at me with, with something or other. So I, I could actually relate to that and kind of thing. A, and from a research end, this is another way scientists can raise money. Scientists have all kinds of interesting um, chemicals and anesthetics that the average human has very little access to. And... Um, some of these can be outsourced for funding. I mean, sometimes I have more chloroform than I need for my projects. Just remember when you get strapped down, leave an arm open to brush your teeth with. And if you're going to borrow some chloroform from your dentist for any illicit purposes, make sure that you don't get caught with it when you're walking into your mall Santa job. Why would that have happened, sir? Um, it's part of the secret part of Secret Santa. Well, thanks for having me on the program. Remember... 
brush your teeth and brush your teeth and always brush your teeth and continue brushing your teeth some more. Always brush your teeth. This has been me, Harry Wilson, the tooth janitor, star of Harry Wilson Advises You, Harry Wilson brushes your teeth for you, Harry Wilson talks a lot about brushing your teeth, and Harry Wilson's game show special. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Wilson, for your contributions. Now, we have a caller on the line who I believe has something to say. Uh, line seven, you're on the air. Marcel, this is Anonymous Willie Smith from North Carolina. Thank you, Anonymous Willie. What have you got to say on the Extraordinary Transmission Network? First of all, I hope this isn't live so I can redact my name. Oh, well. Anyhow, I wanted to say that, um... One of your videos is solely responsible for me continuing to have a sex drive over the last couple of years, because I have several highly specific fetishes involving cats, exotic locations, and anal presentation. Well, that was one of our most specific uh, successes as a video, the cat video series, yes. I want to know if you're talking about this. Have you considered a holiday sequel? Hmm. I will pay heavily for a sequel to that video. Truthfully, I'm calling from work right now, so I have to keep this short, and maybe I should have kept it quieter. But, this particular deviant video that you could make, I would pay heavily for such a thing. Well, I'll tell you right now, what I want for Christmas is a cat. If you can find a gray cat who can be forced into starring in porn videos, you will make my Christmas. I kind of was hoping you would do that for me. Listen out there, audience. I do not have a gay porn company at my beck and call. Well, you know, it's sometimes hard to find people who really want to participate in gay like, porn. Like, I'm an exceptionally lazy man, and I just like watching things and not actively working or participating in them. Thank you for calling, caller. So, yes, I now have to go back to work at my call station or whatever I'm doing. Good night. Anyway, I guess I'm done. Bye. We'll do our best. You know, being a gay porn impresario can be a lonely job. And that's all I have to say about that. Yes, I would just like to say before we close out the panel that now that the Hobbit movies are coming out, there's, I'm hoping, going to be a lot more uh, in the line of work for us little people um, to be, maybe maybe we can do start doing some um, Lord of the Rings-themed porns. What do you think about that, Marcel? Well, we have something in the works for Lord of the Cock Rings. There is a role available for you. Well, that sounds great, because it would, it would, it's always hard only having work one time of the year. It makes it hard to pay the bills, and, and if I can find work as, as a hobbit or, or as an elf child, then I would, I would certainly gladly do that. So please uh, let me know about the, uh, the Lord of the Cock Rings movie. We will do that, and I think we should bring up before we go, in current events, what are the biggest events in gay porn of the, of the last year? Because New Year's is coming up. The marriage of Frank Allen and Diogenes Syndrome. Good or bad for the gay porn community? Certainly a lot of fake gay porn was made about it. It was one of the most publicized gay marriages of the year. Wait, those were fake? Well, they, they, they all have different endings. We didn't get the actual sex tape until way after. And that has been one of our biggest sellers. And I think that Frank Allen has really shot into a, a much higher degree of popularity than he's had since his investigative variety show. 
I think now that he's making a name for himself in the gay porn industry, Frank might want to consider doing a crossover, say with, uh, oh, that cat that was in your porno a couple a year or two ago. Well, that would be a fantastic idea. Yes, and Frank's a friend of the program. He's been on here before. And I, 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 you know, I don't think he realized the level of success he would have as a gay porn star when the video uh, leaked, so to speak. I also could say that I have a friend of mine named Frankie, and he is a he's a Frank Allen midget lookalike. He's actually been in several uh, pornos uh, that have only been uh, on the DL, you know. But I could certainly bring him on, and he could star in our own midget version of Frank Allen. Wait, wait was he in the one who he he was the star of uh, Frankly Spanking, right? Yes, that's right. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, on a closing note. Gay porn is seriously unrepresented around the time of Christmas, but it is all about giving. It's just a matter of where you're giving. Especially the Santa story. I mean, the whole thing is an allegory for gay porn, if you think about it. I mean, he penetrates your house through a hole, and he leaves some stuff behind for you as a present. That was the whole premise behind Polar Bears, if you saw that film we made a few years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to make our Christmas show, remember... Not to take the ass out of Christmas. And it's just about, it's just as much about receiving as it is about giving. And Christmas is a time for everyone to be charitable. So just consider the good that everyone does, including the gay porn community. God bless us, everyone. And remember, the more you give, the more they'll hurt. From me and the panel, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and happy buggery. This has been a watch. Special edition humbuggery. And I am Marcel Silvers. This is the Extraordinary Transmission Network. Stay tuned for Politalk with Wally Russman. Tuesdays and Thursdays with Wally Russman on the Extraordinary Transmission Network. In that episode of Apple Watch, Marcel Silvers was Charles Berman, Professor Michael Del Greco was Jacob Thompson, The Secret Santa was Bailiff Quimby, Larry the Gay Christmas Elf was Cheska Miller, Round John was Bailiff Quimby, Harry Wilson was Charles Berman, and Anonymous Willie Smith from North Carolina was Jacob Thompson. Excellent, excellent. And, um, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's talk about my teeth. So I'm surprised that Frank doesn't have anything to say about the sex tape that's coming out. Well, I, I mean, there is an upside to an alien invasion, I guess, uh, which is... The aliens can watch your sex tape, too. No, I, which, no that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say that distribution channels for sex tapes have been disrupted pretty efficiently, I think, I imagine. Oh, yeah, I mean, it just porn's not something people will, will immediately find a way to distribute once there's an alien invasion. Oh, well, I mean, that's not true. I've got plenty of porn. Oh, you mean people will still find a way to get their porn? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Again, working as I do in the entertainment industry, uh, finding stuff, uh, we do have quite an impressive porn stash. Uh, I don't I don't work on that. As I said, I'm working on Star Wars. I mean, of course, I still work on collecting Deadpool things for people to look at as well. But I am not working on the porn section. That being said, there's... Like, you wouldn't believe how much porn there is and how in demand it is. We get lines going around the block. Like, like there's two lines that kind of dominate. There's the food line, which goes to your place. Yeah, no, I've seen that one. So you're saying the other line across the street? That's for porn. Um, it goes to our porn center. Uh, we call it a porn hub. And um, people 
Love it. They, the, the thing is, usually they borrow things a lot briefer of a time than the ones that, that, that I work on. Like when I, when I lend people Star Wars stuff or, or comic books and stuff, they, they will take it home and read it. Um, but there's kind of like, there's a, there's a long line and then it's kind of like the line snakes through a bunch of restrooms and then it comes back out and usually people just return them. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cause they probably brush their teeth and then masturbate. I you know what? I don't want to hear about you masturbating. But what I was going to say was no. It, but it seems unlikely that my sex life is being exploited by that because again, if they were talking about releasing it, then it, the aliens came, as you know. No, that's I, true. I mean, if you're not worried, you're be. not worried. It could be. It could be. Well, I mean, now you're making me worry. I wasn't worried because I thought, well, again, I, when the aliens came, I was a little devastated. I was like, okay, I have a life. I have. A, house, I have all these things that are getting disrupted, but on the in the back of my mind, I was like, well, good side. You were earlier referring to a silver lining on every cloud, uh, and I was like, well, there's a cloud, and there's a silver lining, and the silver lining is made up of me not having a porn tape. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair, that's fair. I heard something about cats, too. Yeah, that's true. They were looking for a cat to, to use in their porn, I think. Well, no cats here, just a dude with a croak. Yeah, you kind of, like, explained it already. No, but he's, he means like if, if Marcel Silvers were to like walk by, he would be like, oh, a bunch of dudes in cloaks. Yeah, I mean, that could probably, I mean, he, he might want to make that into a porn too, though. <laughs> That's, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty porny. He's got, he's got a, quite a porn empire. What kind of a weird coincidence would it be if Marcel Silvers just walked by right now? Wouldn't that be nuts? Oh, look! Hey guys, um, um, is that a microphone? Oh, uh, guys. Oh, uh, uh, Marcel Silvers is here! Are you like, uh, are you like, uh, the devil where we say your name when you appear? We were just talking about you. Well, I, I, I've, been called a, I've been called a devil before because people tend to consider what I do to be sometimes evil. But, uh, no, I'm just a media, I'm, I, you know, I'm glad you recognize me. Yes, this is Marcel Silver here and, uh, from, from, uh, Apple Watch from the Extraordinary Transmission Network. No, we, we know I, you because remember, I'm, I'm Jordan White. I yes, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Uh, you had that wonderful cat. Oh, and then Frank Allen, Frank Allen, yes, yes, Hi. good to see you, Frank. Yes, okay, thank you. Uh, 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 well, actually, uh, Marcel, you can answer a question for us. Oh, of course, of course, I'd be happy to. No, I don't think we need to know the answer to this question. Yeah, of course oh, we no, do. No, no, shoot, shoot. It was about the, the, the Frank Allen sex tape. Oh, that was that was a wonderful, wonderful sex tape. Frank, I have to commend you on that. All, all right, well, th you know, th thank you very much. But uh, no, the point was, obviously, I'm sorry about the sex tape, because obviously with aliens, the distribution network must have gone down, and the sex tape didn't get out, so... Oh, it, it did. It was terrible. It went down for a whole week. Um... What? I said you're right. It went down for a whole week. Well, it's been, a, I mean, it's been more than a week, so it's got to be like a month or two. Are you talking to, since the aliens came? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was down for a week before we got it back up again. Frank, in porn terms, it's terrible. Yes, Fra <laughs> Frank, I think what he's saying is it was down for a week, and then it's been up since then, and so now distribution is back to normal, and there is pornography flowing freely in the streets, like, you know... Well, I was going to say like water, but water doesn't flow freely in the streets. I mean, you can imagine what it flows like. But yeah, well, we have to, you know, caravan the, the, the recordings and things like that and make sure we get to people. I, you know, I, I, so, so you're saying that my sex tape, my sex tape, quote unquote, got out. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. Did you know what it was going to? Well, I had heard, I mean, again, I thought that maybe with the aliens, it, can I... Now I, I'm I'm starting to get what some of the comments people have been saying to me at work. Right, people don't stop liking sex because the aliens came. I thought they were just complimenting my singing voice. I didn't realize they 
Ah, wow! I didn't realize they heard that. Did, did they use the word "sing" or, or "moan"? I, you know, again, it's, I think I think it's metaphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they, you never know. You never know. Maybe you maybe you have sing sung before, and maybe they didn't see the sex tape. But it's very, very popular. I actually did know that um, as a historian. So. And you didn't say anything. Yeah, I was keeping it secret. I didn't want to hurt you. Gordon, Gordon, the last time I was here, you had a you had a cat. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, aliens took him. Oh, that's 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 terrible. Um, That's true. Hmm. Aliens took wait, 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 wait. You know, your cat, your, your cat's sounded just like that guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but aliens took him. My name is Leonard. Leonard, nice to meet you. Marcel Silver. You know, I have a proposition for you. I don't want to shake your hand because I, I have germophobia. Oh, that's all right. I'll wipe it off on this uh, shirt. Nope, not going to do it. Well, all right. But I have a proposition for you. If it involves me taking off this robe, you can forget it. Because I wrote no, no, this no, no, robe. No, okay, no, 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 no. You see, you sound exactly like this popular porn cat that we had. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw you over my shoulder like this. No, 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 and, no, no, no. And then we'll, we'll just go back to the studio. You can't you do that. I'm a dude in a cloak. I'm a dude in a cloak. Hey, hey, Marcel, dude. Marcel. What, 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 what's the big deal? You can't just throw dudes in cloaks over your shoulder. It's impolite. This is a this is a post alien invasion world. We're all human here, and we're all on the same side. All right, all right, all right. I just thought it would be uh, mutually beneficial. No, how is it beneficial to have him over your shoulder? Then we go back and record some voiceovers for the the porn cat. All right, listen. I'll make you a deal. Dad, I mean, not my dad, but Jordan. Why are you saying that? And I'm I was talking about my dad. Hey, my dad's name is Johnson. Right. Okay. Uh, listen, Marcel, I'll make you a deal. All right. You don't kidnap anyone ever again. <laughs> All right. And I'll have him record a couple of voiceovers for you right now on this podcast we're recording, and you can just splice them out of the podcast and pop them in your videos. That's a big thing. Never really kidnap anyone again. Um, no one I know. Uh, no one I know. Uh, not, no one, you won't ever see me kidnapping anyone again. That's, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. I need to know that if I want to know where anyone I love is, they're not with you. Well, wait a minute. That, that's not a very friendly thing to say. Yeah, but neither is kidnapping. I, I, no, I'm, well, all right. I, I, you want this voiceover? All right. All right, all what right. do you want him to say? Well, just, I want him to, like, mold and just do, say the sort of things you'd say if you were a cat having someone uh, have anal sex with you. Wow, that's that's and that sort of thing sells. Oh yeah, tons and tons. I have no idea what that would sound like. So. All right, you know, I'm, I'm just writing to a script right now. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. It's, are you? Oh, you have a notebook. Let's see. And uh, here you go. Well, I mean, I could read it. I could hold that. Here's what I could do. I could hold that paper in my hand, and then I could read it, and then I could do the lines, but I think it'd be better if you just read it to me. We're supposed to be getting you doing the poem. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. You say it first, and then I'll say it. Okay, okay. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I figured you don't you know how to read or something. Okay, it's I know, I know how to read. I, I could hold it, but I just don't want... Like, I'm busy thinking about things and, like... My hands are cold, so I gotta keep them in my pockets. Okay, so, so this part here says, ooh, 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 and then you say, um, don't you know that cats are smaller than humans? Okay, I'm gonna do that. Ooh, 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 don't you know that cats are smaller than humans? So you have to be, like, acting like you 
like you having like you having anal sex. I thought I was doing that. No, no, like imagine that you were a cat. Wow, that's really difficult. Uh, just let, let me show you the escape tape. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'll do it. Oh God, it hurts. Don't do it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Perfect, perfect, perfect. This, we can just re-edit this and we'll have another another escape video if we get computer animatronics working again, if we get the computers going. Alright, I'll do one more. Alright. Oh, this is super legal and everybody should arrest myself so much! Wait, what did you say about me? Nothing, I was just, I was talking about... Oh, I thought you said Marshall Silver. No, 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 no. When are you gonna do more like uh, toothbrush, toothbrushing porn? Oh yes, based on uh, toothless brushes. Who based on who? You know the the um, the infamous uh, Roman who you know was sexually aroused by brushing his teeth, toothless brushes. I've never heard of that. Well, you should make a you know video about it, please. Do you have a scenario you could sort of give me? There's a gentleman who likes uh, brushing his teeth, and he does it. Okay, well, that's not good enough. I mean, if the you if you could sort of expand more on the sexual arousal part of that, it would it gives him an erection, and then the, then he has sex, I guess. I suppose you know, it's less important. Right, here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, here's a book that I carry around: How to Write a Porn. All right, read this book and then take your scenario and turn it into a porn. According to them. now, you see, there's all these sections here about the people having sex, and usually that's involved with a porn. Oh. Okay, so what if I said there's a gentleman who's sexually aroused by brushing his teeth? So he does. He becomes sexually aroused. There's another person who gets sexually aroused by other people brushing their teeth. They see him. They become sexually aroused. Well, that's a lot better, yeah. Did you want to appear in this film? No, 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 no. I don't... I am neither aroused by brushing my teeth nor other people brushing their teeth. Right, but you could barter. I mean, we have food. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. As a historian, I know exactly how all this is going to go. So it's not a problem for me. All right, I'll, I'll work on it. But good to see you all, and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll see you later, Jordan. I'll stop by and see if the cat's around, because I wanted to say my hi. My cat is taking my aliens, so you don't... There's no chance right, of ever right, seeing right, him right. again. Sure, 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 sure. I'll, I'll stop by and say hi without the cat. It's not necessary. No, no, I don't, but I'd like to be friendly. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was a gross one, guys. What a nice guy. No. But he was, like, offering to make the tooth movie. Uh, are you going to buy that one? Well, no, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I don't There's no money around anymore. But, but I mean, it was nice. You you came up with the idea, and he was like, yeah, let's, let's work a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buying things is not... Remember, we talked about capitalism is dead. It's over. Jordan, let's be realistic. I think... Anytime, you know, someone will, will hoard... Pa I mean, for example, Frank here, you know, he's been very nice and been giving away all this food, but he could decide, you know, I'm going to shut the doors of the of the, of the the store from now on and, and I'm going to keep the food for myself, and if anyone wants it, they're going to have to give me excessive amounts of, you know, whatever it is I need. Um, you know, pa basically power. He could use it to obtain power in the capitalist way. Wait, really? Well, yes. I mean, I'm just saying, if you were to, again, if you were to bar the doors, you know, get all the, you know, workers working with you and say, this is our food, you know, we well, we hold, we who hold the food, hold the, 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 the power and we shall take over all of Manhattan, well, not Manhattan, all of Queens and then slowly all of Manhattan and eventually the world, you know, that could be something you do. That, that sounds better than what we're doing now. No, do, do you remember a minute ago when you were talking about, like, helping people and it makes you feel good when you help people? Yeah, but I know, but I, but like, what if the what if the person I help was me? That would be not as the, the, 
I mean, you'd still run out of toothpaste just as fast. No, I would be hoarding the toothpaste. And that's the thing. Uh, let me ask you a question, Mr. Wilson. Yeah. How much toothpaste you got? That, I'm not going to talk about that on the air. How end. much you got right now? No, I got I got enough. I'm not going to talk about that on the air. I'm, I'm here to encourage other people to brush their teeth, not to get at my toothpaste. I don't think you have very much. No, I got enough toothpaste. I'm, I'm not... This, we're not doing this on the air. I've got the last... We're not, do, we're, not, we're not doing this. I've got the last thing of toothpaste in the world. Well, first of all, no, you don't. Right. No, but you, what no, if you I don't. did? But what, I know, but if, if, imagine if I did. That would be pretty badass right there. Well, yeah, 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 uh, yeah it would. Yeah, see? So that's the power thing we were talking about. No, you didn't actually do anything. He, he doesn't... Yeah, but again, like, if I did... All right, uh, how are you doing on floss? Listen... Frank, I'm not doing this on the air. Where you want to do it off the air? I can do it later off the air. When the show's over, I'll talk to you. But I'm not doing this on the air. I'm not going to talk about my toothpaste, my floss supplies on the air where everybody can hear it. Are you, are you saying that because you have a lot or because you have a little? Okay. If I told you the answer to that, I'd be doing this on the air. Uh, we're not on the air. I mean, technically, yeah, we're, technically we're not on the air because we're not broadcasting. Yeah, no, but you're taping it. I'm not. We'll do it after the show. All right. All right. Here, let me uh, just stop the tape. Uh, there we go. Oh, all right. I mean, you don't need to stop your, your tape for just for this, but yeah, no, I got. I've basically spent my life buying toothpaste and floss. So you have a lot. Yeah, I got a lot. How much? Like my house is full of it. You still have a house? No, but the site of the house, like the roof, got blown off, and then just like piles of toothpaste. So can't people see that? I got like a top, and I covered it up, so it's like a, covered from the rain. A top of your house? No, a top holium. Oh, a tarp. Yeah. Oh, so you've got lots of... So if if I need toothpaste... But they, you could hook Since me. you're a friend, yeah, I could get you some toothpaste, but that's what I'm not telling... The, I don't want everybody listening to steal all my toothpaste. So what you're saying is you don't really care about everyone else's teeth. No, I do. It's just like if everybody stole my toothpaste, I would have none left. Yes, this is what I was t- talking about. He's holding the toothpaste... And that gives him the power. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is that we're all a society. And, Harry, if you care about people's teeth, you should say, hey, I know tooth supplies are low. But that that wouldn't help. It would help their teeth. It would help some. But look, if I did that, you know, maybe, I don't know, 400 people would come. They'd stock up. No, no, they don't have to stock up. You could just give them one each. And how long would that help them for? Well, if they conserve, maybe a month or two. A month? Nobody, nobody's one toothpaste lasts a month. If you, but I mean, if you brush maybe once, twice a day. All right, but I want to avoid like Black Friday riots at the at the at the top. You know. All right, so so just let's set a rule. Everybody, uh, you can get one thing of toothpaste from ah. Harry Wilson. Where where do you live? It, it, there's no like addresses anymore. It's just like over that way. Look for the tarp, and then, and how much, what about floss? You got floss? Yeah, I got floss. I got everything toothpaste Well, who are you talking to? The, the listeners. There's no listeners. You turned the tape off. I, yeah, I was lying. Uh, I, I, I kept recording, because again, this is for the good of society. What did you know? This is, you're an asshole. Why would you do that? Because it's for the good of society. Listen, we want to talk about my teeth really quick. My teeth are terrible. Well, I know that. You're not even brushing them right now. Yeah, I, but I, I know, but for, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I, I went over 15 years without going to the dentist. Well, because you were brushing your teeth the whole time, or? No, I wasn't. Well, then what? Like, I was not taking good care of my teeth. I was taking bad care of my teeth. And when I went, when I went to the dentist, you know what they told me? What? Aliens invaded, and I can't do this right now. Wow. I know. And so I just had terrible tooth pain, and I had to find someone who used to be a dentist, and they had to use, like, a hammer and a nail to, like, hammer ah. out some of my teeth. 
Oh my god. Like, I know Dan- oh wow, that's terrible. I know. But they don't have their- their equipment anymore. Normally I would have gotten, like, a, a root canal. And it would have cost terrible capitalistic world we lived in, it would have cost thousands of dollars. Or at least hundreds of dollars. Probably over a thousand dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. It was when there was money, but- But what now, I'm saying is this. they just used a hammer and a nail. There's a lot of- there's a lot of tops around, so I'm not- uh, listen. That's right, do you see this? Do you see this? That's the, not, end, uh, that's the end of a- that's the end of a nail sticking out. Uh, they just nailed oh, it into uh, my- uh, Jaw. I can't, how do you even brush that? With a brush. A nail? Yeah. It's not like brushing a tooth. Well, no, you brush the rest of the teeth and then you brush the nail with the same brush. I guess so. It's, I mean, just, metal, just think of it as a very thin, round-topped metal tooth. I guess so. Uh, it's, it's weird. I mean, and unfortunately, if I don't take care of them, they're all going to end up like this. Well, yeah, you, you have to take care of them. You have to always brush your teeth. When was the last time you went to the dentist? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I see them all the time because I'm like... I usually go to them and, and talk to people in the lobby. What? Yeah, I'll, I'll like talk to people in the lobby and tell them to brush their teeth instead of going to the dentist. So you haven't seen a dentist? No, I see the dentist and they're like, get out the hell of my lobby. Right, 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 right. But I mean, when, when did you get an x-ray? An x-ray? An x-ray? I don't know. I don't have an x-ray. Wait, hold on. So you've never been to a dentist? No, I go to them all the time. No, but you've never had a dentist treat you? No, the dentists are like... The, all right, they're not hardcore. You didn't go to dentists because they're not hardcore enough? Yeah, they're sort of like, oh, yeah, brush your teeth like two or three times a day, you know. And they're like, they're telling people not to brush their teeth as often as they should. Listen, if you don't brush your teeth once, twice, maybe three times a day, you're going to end up with a nail in your mouth like this. Well, yeah, you should brush them all the time, basically. And I'd go to the dentist and they'd be like, oh, you're brushing your teeth too much. Like, well, that's BS. Well, I mean, your teeth are pretty... They look kind of painful. You have to work through the pain to get to the tooth health. You make it sound like the tooth health is buried in the inside of the tooth. <laughs> that's a metaphor, but that's the idea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the idea. I mean, like, for example, don't teeth... I, I wish I had some sort of internet I could look this up on, but doesn't doesn't don't teeth have like an outer shell around the tooth that is like the most yeah, you, protective part? You gotta you gotta clean through that to get to the tooth health. Now again, that sounded less like a metaphor and more like a literal tooth health is inside the tooth. There's an extent that it's a metaphor, and there's an extent that yeah, you have to get through the enamel to the tooth. <sighs> look, this is where I disagree with dentists. Well, all right. But I think people should, I mean, again, now that there's aliens, perhaps teeth are not the most important thing. But, you know, do your best, guys. Um, and, oh, and it'll be made easier by the fact that if you don't have any toothpaste, you can go to Harry Wilson's place. He can give you one. It is well, a ra yeah, We're going to yeah, ration yeah, it to yeah. one per family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, get one yeah. tube of toothpaste, full tube, one thing of dental floss. And if you need it, one toothbrush per person. Well, the important thing is we got to stop making toothpaste again. I, it's kind of like, I mean, they're, they're making porn. The more, and that's not as important as toothpaste. Well, I mean, from a certain point of view. Yes, the right one. Well, make that your mission, you know? Yeah. You know, don't sit there and hoard toothpaste. Like Why some do sort you of think I'm on this show? To, to hoard toothpaste? I don't know. If I was hoarding it, I'd be where the toothpaste is, being like, get away from my toothpaste. Well, that is literally what you said like a minute ago. What did, what, what did I literally say a minute ago? Remember when I tricked you into revealing that you had a giant stash, and then I said I was telling everyone on the air and telling them to take it, and you were very upset about that? Well, yeah, because now they're all going to be like rushing to it and, and, and stealing stuff, and like... I, if, but if I was just holding it, I'd be like, there. I wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't even be able to trick me. All right, well, look, all I'm saying is, 
once you've given away all your toothpaste, why don't you make it your mission to like work on them getting, you know, why don't you find a toothpaste factory? Why don't you figure out what's in toothpaste and start making it yourself? I do. I, I guess I could do that. I don't know how to do that. I could try to look and see if it's hot. It's probably on the label. I mean, not how to make it, but the ingredients at least. Yeah. I mean, I can see if it's hot. I mean, I'm going to need more toothpaste. All right. Because I mean, I have a house full or house size full, but that's going to run out soon. Yeah, because you're going to be giving it away to our listeners. Even if I use it. Yeah, but you're going to be giving it away to our listeners. Uh, I, I, uh, if they if they come, I will help them. They're coming. Um, well, yeah, but this is a tape. This is not necessarily going to go out right away. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. We're recording. So um, everybody act fast. Wait, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a tape, though, so they're not listening right now. Well, because it's a tape, like, they might be coming to you for years to come. Well, no, 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 but then there'll be nothing there because I'll have used it all. Well, by then you'll you'll find new supplies and they'll come well, to you. No, but I... You'll be known as, like, the Johnny then. Appleseed of toothpaste. You'll be like Johnny Toothpaste. Oh, well, Appleseeds are really bad for you, Well, That's why I'm saying I, Johnny Toothpaste. Yeah, but we can't advertise for that. I don't even know if it's going to work. Maybe it has, like, this special metal in it that aliens stole all of it or something, and we can't make toothpaste. I don't even know. Toothpaste has metal in it? <laughs> well, not metal, but, like, ingredients. Yeah, yeah, like rare earth elements. I don't think that it does. Rory? Yes? You're a historian. Do, does toothpaste have rare earth metals in it? Actually, um... No. Contrary to popular belief, no. All right, but this is all hypothetical. I No, it's not hypothetical. It definitely doesn't have any rare earth metals. But this whole manufacturing... I've never manufactured anything before. I'm not... I've never chemicized anything before. I don't know how to make the toothpaste. Don't... Don't come to me thinking I have it made, because I don't know if I can do that. I always said Harry Wilson has it made. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that, uh, but um, yeah. Anyway, have you got any more shows that you want to listen to? Yeah, I heard you brought one that you found uh, on the side of the road. Oh yeah, I brought this. Is um, well, first of all, this has peaches in the name of it. Don't don't eat peaches unless you brush your teeth a lot because they have sugar in them. Um, but it's called Peaches and Crime, and this is a. Uh, so you're against is, uh, peaches, but you're you're fine with crime. Well, I, that t- crime isn't directly good or bad for your teeth. It's sort of neutral on if that. If I punch you in uh, the tooth, it is. Well, that okay, that's bad for my teeth, that's and then assault. also it's a crime. Yeah. So don't do that. But anyway, it's called Peaches and Crime, and it's this this band that was operating um, back before the aliens. I don't know if they're still going now. Um, I mean, people still like music, right? So no, maybe. I think the aliens have stopped all music. Oh man! But you was just singing at the beginning of the show. Oh right, I was lying. Why do you keep doing that? I know it's like the aliens created a live field. Wait, really? I think he was lying again, actually. Right. <laughs> anyway, this is this thing, and it's got uh, it. It's set back in the 1930s, and uh, here. So wait, is this a recording from the 1930s? I don't know how old it is. All right, let's listen. Why can't nobody see, sir? What's obvious to me, sir? The devil has run a monstrous deed. The Misadventures of Peaches and Crime by Daniel and Angela Schwartz and C.H. Berman. Part 1. Honest Stephen Longfield in Brought to Heal. How may I help you, sir? Ah, Hello, I've brought in this pair of shoes to be repaired. And so you came to a shoe shop. Very sensible. Why, thank you. Yes, we value just your variety of intelligent customer, Mr... Uh, Professor. Professor, yes, of course. I can tell from the glasses. Now let's have a look at these shoes. Uh, here they are. Ah, hmm, ah, oh yes, Uh, oh dear. What's it, what's it looking like? 
not good. Oh. There's a lot of wear on these shoes. The damage is extensive. Much of it is what we'd like to term walking-induced. Have you been walking in these to any great degree? Well, yes, I, uh... Tisk, 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 just as I thought. Can you save them? It's touch and go. Professor, if you don't mind my saying, the expense of repairing these shoes would be considerable. It might behoove you economically to, dare I suggest, purchase an entirely new pair of shoes. A new pair? Well, purchasing an old pair would leave you in the same predicament, sir. A fresh start, from the ground up, as it were. Well, when you put it that way... It seems the only possible choice, I know. Now, let's have a look at this pair here. Oh, very nice. Aren't they? A little more modern than your previous shoes. Yes, they, they look pretty comfortable. Exactly, sir. This is just the pair you do not want to buy. I don't? No. These are solid, but they are working man's shoes. Pedestrian. It would be, one might say, unbecoming for a man of your tall stature to be seen wearing such a pair of shoes. It would? Oh, very much so. Now these shoes, sir, these are very expensive shoes. Uh, I can see that. Just consider for a moment, sir, that if you purchase these shoes, the profit margin will be twice as large. Twice as large? Yes, sir, an enormous margin. Is that more comfortable? Vastly. These are the finest shoes in the store, possibly the block. If they're the, the, the best you have. Then you must buy them. But of course, these shoes are far too fancy for everyday wear. Oh, well then perhaps I buy should... Buy a uh... second pair for less formal occasions. What an extraordinarily good idea, Professor. I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh. W which should I buy? Might I recommend this pair we were discussing before, sir? A tried and true classic for the honest, hard-working man. Like me? Exactly like you, sir. A pair of shoes you will wear for years, and therefore one you will want to keep in good condition. Now, let's discuss the expense of service. Service? Yes, now you could, if you were acting along the lines of the uneducated commonality, bring your shoes into the cobbler every time they became damaged, worn, or soiled. An almost efficacious method, but one whose expense eventually outstrips the advantage. You would, in all likelihood, be walking to the cobbler. Well, yes, I, I probably would. You yourself could go to cobbling school, but how impractical is that? The wise course of action, in my professional opinion, would be to provide for the services of a licensed cobbler, on retainer, as it were. Hmm, I've, I've never heard of a cobbler on retainer. Because of the innovative and forward-thinking nature of your idea, sir. It is simply what is done in Paris, the fanciest city on earth. Paris? Well, if that's what's done... Indeed it is, sir. And as your cobbler, I have a scheme that will make the two of us a great deal of money. It would. How? It is common, sir, when one employs the cobbler to own a shoe shop. A whole shoe shop? Yes. In such a place, the cobbler might ply his trade, and you, as the owner, would benefit from the profits. Hmm, it uh, sounds like a real business. Indeed. For many years, it has been my sole source of income. You're right. I'll take it. Excellent, my good man. That's two pairs of shoes, my service in perpetuity as a cobbler and permanent retainer, and the shoe shop. Yes, indeed. Now, that would be, let's see, $8,000, sir. $8,000? But my entire life savings is only $4,568.98! Really? You're not trying to cheat an honest, hard-working man of the value of a day's work, are you? I would never! Well, considering there's a promotion, I think we can cut you a discount. $4,568.98 it is. But... All I have! The very idea, sir, and a steal of that continuing the return on investment. Why, your shoes will very soon have paid for themselves. Alright. 
Who should I make the checkout to? Cobblers and shoe handlers, but that might not fit. Just write the acronym, C-A-S-H. Thank you. Pay to the order of C-A-S-H, 4,568 and 98 out of 100. Now! Now, I'll just go cash this at the bank. Why don't you have a look around your shop while you wait? Excellent idea! Thank you! Sorry. Only just heard you from the back. Pardon? Who are you? Stan Krug. I'm the cobbler. This is my shoe store. You're the... Wait, what about the other guy? What other guy? The guy who sold me this shop for my life savings. I think that was a crook. Hey, come back. You gotta pay for those... Shoes. Damn it. Third time this week. Why can't nobody see, sir? What time it is to be, sir? In that misadventure of peaches and crime, honest Stephen Longfield was Stephen Longfield, the professor was Charles Berman, and Stan Krug was Daniel Schwartz. All right, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Pretty random that you just found that on the side of the road. Well, things have been blasted out of houses and strewn around, so... That's true. You never know. I found some other things that were pretty bad on the side of the road, too, so I didn't bring those. Oh, I was going to say, let's play them. Like, I mean, we don't have a lot of shows. All right, this is... I found this on the side of a road. This is like a tape of the band Skrillex, except with the levels way too loud and played um, like, I think it's dubbed off an eight track. All right, let's listen. In that recording of Skrillex, yeah, I don't have any credits actually. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty crap. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we'll stick with the things we we actually wanted to play. Um, yeah. Let's see. I think we've got one more uh, a show. Is that right? Yeah. Do we? Uh, let, let me check. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't what I would check about that. We've uh, we've got one. We've got one. You don't have one. We have one. Okay. We have this. We found. We were again fortunate to find an episode of Kentwood because we've been playing Kentwood, so it's pretty coincidental. Well, yeah. That maybe someone was like ho- hoping to get it to you and died or something. There are extenuating circumstances. Yeah, there probably was. I'm, so I got that one. I know how to use it. Good job. Um, okay, uh, this one is uh, an episode of Kentwood. Let's listen to it. Uh, it's called Hedge Hunters. Kentwood. Episode 9. Hedge Hunters by Jacob Thompson. Good evening. I'm Dan Sebago, and my work with Professor Eldridge Kentwood led me to many strange locales, but none was more dangerous than the Caribbean island of Little Mont Blanc. It was on this remote, barely inhabited volcanic rim where one of Professor Kentwood's most hazardous missions occurred. I was, however, at the time, unaware of the danger. Until... 
Daniel, as we're about to land, I feel obliged to inform you that our errand will place you in constant physical peril. Had I known this in advance, I may not have come. I believed this was an innocuous tropical jaunt. Nothing could be further from the truth. We shall court death from the outset as we attempt to overwhelm the murderous Von Becks, both of whom are high among the ranks of the deadliest people in the Western Hemisphere. If there is a way to minimize the danger, I would prefer to go that route. Alas, this verdant canopy that we fly over conceals the bones of a hamlet's worth of murdered men. Again, this is the sort of thing that I would rather understand before I go on a trip. And in the unlikely case that I should perish and you survive, I insist that you record my adventures. Just this one or all the other ones as well? Never mind. It's time for work. Armed with this sobering warning, I warily scanned the exterior of the Von Beck Manor for signs of danger. Even as I tried to attribute as much menace as I could to all I surveyed, I could perceive nothing more than an idyllic beach house. The patriarch, Herbert von Beck, greeted us, looking distinctly unlike a crazed killer. Guten Tag. I welcome you both to my home. You're welcome, Herr von Beck. And now that we have exchanged courtesies, I would like to get to business. But I have not even had the opportunity to introduce you to my gorgeous wife, Della. She is an American such as yourself, and as an American, she has taken it as her patriotic duty to prepare a mountain of life-sustaining, fat-laden foods for each of you. I am no typical American. I would like to discuss matters of importance with you. Your wife can content herself to chatter with Daniel until we are finished. Professor Kentwood, you seem like a man who would hunt foot with a machine gun if I allowed such unsportsmanlike conduct on my island. Come to my office and try to relax. You act like you're expecting to be on the wrong end of the scope. What am I supposed to do? Della, entertain this man. Follow me, fella. Who are you again? I'm Dr. Dan Sebago. Follow me, Dan Sebago. We need to kill some time. She led me to the dining room, poured some drinks, and seemed curious as to why I had come to Little Mont Blanc. You get a really nice view of the ocean in this room. Anyway, what kind of game do you usually go for? I'm rather fond of Balderdash, checkers, Scrabble. If I'm up for a little exertion, I visit the tennis court. Seriously, if you like to hunt, we pull out all the stops here. We have traps, bows, and guns of all kinds procured from some of the world's least scrupulous profiteers. If animal hunting is your thing, we have trained dogs and falcons. I can't say that I'm much of a hunter. You've come to a good place to learn. Herbert and I can fix the level of difficulty to whatever you want. You love hunting, then? Don't get me wrong. Herbert is a great hunter, but I'm the best. Hunting is what I was born to do. Herbert gets most of the credit, but we formed a true partnership. It's just that he's got the studly Teutonic master race thing going, and people don't expect much in the hunting department out of a Southern California blonde. That's cool. The sex was great for years, even though his technique was kind of devolved into basic German efficiency. Too much information, I know. Hey... He told me to hang back and make small talk. Watch as I kill time. La, la, la. Go eat something. California? I still don't know what to do. Just enjoy the glorious blood sport. Dr. Kentwood might enjoy tracking down and exhausting his prey before closing in. I've come to prefer a quick kill because we just got TV down here a couple weeks ago, and I'm catching up on my shows. Just remember to be careful because we are hunting the most dangerous game. Huh. That brings to mind the famous story by Richard Connell. I have no idea, hun. My favorite author is Nora Roberts. Make of that what you will. 
That tale takes place on an island somewhat reminiscent of this one. The story is a rather amusing trifle, albeit somewhat over-anthologized at the expense of more challenging material. Is that the one with the manimals? Are we not men or something like that? I know I'm not thinking of the TV show Manimal because that was from the 80s, and this book I'm trying to remember was from, like, the 1800s. You're thinking of the island of Dr. Moreau. What I was trying to say in the first place was that despite their bedraggled looks, we are hunting clever, dangerous animals. Uh, Technically speaking, I believe mosquitoes kill more humans than any other species, but I can't imagine they would be too thrilling to hunt. If that's your thing, go for it. We've got plenty, but good luck stuffing and mounting them. And don't expect your friends to be too impressed. I'm still thinking. I know that rhinoceroses and buffaloes are rather dangerous, but they require a larger habitat corridor. I would guess that some sort of shark or ocean creature was involved, if not for the total lack of aquatic gear. Getting warmer, Mr. Sebago. Now take it home. My god! You're hunting human beings? I can see that you don't approve. You must be the first person to ever end up here with no idea of what happens. Usually the word only goes out to the really rich, jaded hedge fund types who are fired up for the experience. I hope Dr. Kentwood isn't like you as well, because they're seriously a two-year waiting list, and also, we got to keep this mess under wraps. Where do you keep your victims, murderess? Calm down. I poured you this drink, so down the hatch and chill out. You think you can poison me. First of all, if I wanted to poison you, I got darts in my pocket that would have done the trick a couple minutes ago. Second, you're a client. Even if you're an uninformed bitchy client. You didn't come here from a secret prison or a refugee camp. I do want you to explain something to me. What, you monster? I know I've heard the name Eldridge Kentwood somewhere, and it's kicking around in my brain. Why is that? He's an internationally renowned detective and philosopher who's been published in over a dozen fields. He was the guy who bankrupted Cuba, right? America bankrupted Cuba. I believe that you were thinking of Jamaica and I must insist that you are oversimplifying matters. Their economic fundamentals had been poor for years prior. That was a rifle, and it's not one of mine. I'm going to report this to Herbert. From personal experience, I can tell you Professor Kentwood hates to be interrupted. Tough luck. I'm getting itchy, and I thought of five different ways to kill you from here since we started talking. If you keep bugging me, I'll come up with one eye that I just can't resist. You're a bit early, ladies. Still, Eldridge, I'd like to take this opportunity to properly introduce to you my spouse and partner in crime, Della. She's the only wild beast that I never mastered. She was the only person to survive the 72-hour challenge back when I had the Black Forest Lodge. Such a shame that the proud fatherland is such a nanny state these days. My god, what is that? Has someone landed ashore? This is what I came in here to tell you about. We should take care of this. I think everyone should get ready. Herbert prepared some defenses to this place, and I think we have time to set some of them up. You shan't do that, for you barely have enough time to leave this island with Daniel and I. Our helicopter is on the pad on the roof, and while it may be a tight fit, the two of you will be safely returned to American justice. Many of my unarmed guests have been generously supplied over the years by the American prison system. If I need to inform the world of this, I believe that this fact may be rather disillusioning to the American populace. We understand. Thus, I expect the two of you to get an unusually vigorous punishment for a combination of unlicensed firearms, income tax evasion, and cable theft. The secret prisons take people in as much as they belch them out. I can't speak for Herbert, but I'm not getting on your helicopter. In case you missed the memo, there are two dozen souls outside this lovely beach fortress 
that I've just armed very heavily via airdrop. 24 against 1, huh? I'm always up for a challenge. Everyone is getting ahead of themselves. Why shouldn't I shoot both of you and take your helicopter for myself? Excellent question. The first reason not to shoot me in cold blood is that Daniel and I have been wired with suicide bombs. It would likely kill you as well. Secondly, among the many other qualities that I possess and you lack is United States citizenship. The military would consider you a terrorist, and they consider terrorists to be the most dangerous game of all. Why didn't I know that I was wired with bombs? The mechanism is very small, and I put it on your jacket at the coat rack in that atrocious restaurant on the 81st Interstate in Pennsylvania. Arms drop? You are a deep sleeper. And for God's sakes, Daniel, a Mexican standoff is no place for this sort of nattering. I will go with you, but you will regret it. I believe that the financial titans who favor this isle have more collective influence than the government. We shall consider this a safe gamble. Della, come. You're nuts. I still can't remember where I've heard of Eldritch Kentwood before, but I'm pretty sure that getting on that chopper is going to be the last thing you do. You'll be dead within hours, Miss Von Beck. Those men out there understand how to use a gun. Why are they giving away their positions, then, with all this pointless fire? I'll get through this, and I'll swim to the U.S. if I have to, and I will thank you for this challenge in my own way. I'll see you. You won't see me. You'll get my receipt, a small metal token of my appreciation. Herr von Beck, thank you for being reasonable. I know when to bide my time, that is all. Pity about Della. How often have you worked for the government, Professor Kentwood? Tis neither the time nor place to get inquisitive. I can't believe that you haven't figured that just because I'm physically well protected doesn't mean that I haven't armed myself with lawyers as well. Very expensive armor. I factored that into my calculations. What are you talking about? You should have listened to your wife, Herr von Beck. And that as they say, was that. I found that Professor Kentwood never divulged much information to me regarding that mission, nor if he took part in any others like it. I did, however, recently receive a mysterious note that I felt I should read aloud. It said in its entirety, I see you, Dan. Do you see me? I'm telling this to whatever listenership I possess, just in case that Delavon Beck has indeed escaped from that faraway island. And so, on that unsettling note, I take my leave from this week's episode of Kentwood and promise more to come. In that episode of Kentwood, Professor Eldridge Kentwood was Jacob Thompson, Dr. Daniel Sebago was Charles Berman, Herbert Von Beck was Patrick Maguire, and Della Von Beck was Jessica Miller. Well, that was sort of appropriate to the skills people need nowadays, actually. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, you need to be able to shoot down competition and things. Yeah, but we not, don't... I mean, we're, 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 we're trying not to encourage a competitive uh, society. We're trying to encourage a cooperative society. Okay, yeah. I mean, then don't do what they were doing in that, then. Don't, there's no most dangerous games. Yeah, don't do it. We play the least dangerous games. Dominoes and stuff, yeah. Yeah, dominoes. While we brush our teeth. No, we don't. That's that's not as, as high priority, but we could play dominoes. We could play... It depends um, on your priorities. Whether you play dominoes? No, whether teeth is the most important or less than the most, which is stupid. So you have two categories, most important and stupid. No, 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 no. I mean, the other things than teeth can not necessarily stupid, but then they're all it, calling them more important than teeth is stupid. Okay, let me make a list of some things, and you tell me whether they're more important than teeth. Okay, yeah. The alien invasion. Less important than teeth. 
Okay. I don't see it, but all right. Um, living. Uh, that's sort of a necessity for teeth. It's like the reason to live is to brush your teeth. So more important? It's just sort of like a, it's an add-on. It's like, uh, what's more important, reading or having a book? Well, you, yeah, I see what you're saying. You, if you can't read and you have a book, who cares? Yeah. But if you can read and you don't have a book, then who cares? Yeah. I can't read. Then you don't need a book. Okay. So neither. Okay. Uh, so so the way you rank it is living and having teeth tied. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Alien invasion interferes with living sometimes. I mean, okay, not yet for me. But if it did interfere, then, you know, we'd, we'd have to do sort of like an emergency priority. Get rid of the invasion back to teeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're saying if you believed that the alien invasion would in some way jeopardize your toot health. Yes. You would organize an insurgency of some sort? You could put it like that. I heard that the aliens are force-feeding people sugar. Well, hold on. Where? When? What? Where, where are they doing this and how and when? What? Yeah, I heard that too. They round people up. They put them in pens. They take toothbrushes out of their mouths, assuming that they have them in their mouths. Uh, hold their hands down with straps so that they can't put anything like a toothbrush in their mouth and uh, pour sugar in their mouth. They actually sometimes will stop them from swallowing. So the tooth, the, the sugar just kind of sits in their mouth and like uh, mixes with their saliva. Where becomes. are they doing this? These, they need to know about tooth health. You're asking me where they're doing this. They need to know about tooth health. Meaning I would like to launch an information campaign to inform the aliens that this is not healthy for people's tooths. Well, yeah, clearly they don't have any teeth. They don't know what's good for teeth. They think that sugar is good for teeth instead of toothpaste. I need to go tell them what's right. You know, I actually heard about this as well, and I remember hearing someone say that the aliens, uh, you know, uh, wrote a book that someone found uh, and read, and the book said, we do this uh, not to encourage tooth health, but to deteriorate teeth. Wow. Ah, we we gotta tell them that deteriorating teeth is bad. And and it further said we know this is bad, but we like things that are bad. Well, all right, we gotta do something. We gotta get the people out of these pens or something. That sounds like a good idea. Wait, hang on. Why don't we get the aliens off the planet? Well, that would work too. Right. So then, forget the factory thing that we were talking about. Let's just have you start working on getting the aliens off the planet. Yeah. All right. Um, where is the alien base where they're doing the tooth thing? They're hidden. They hide them. Oh, we gotta find it. Well, I would say, again, if you just get all the aliens off, they can't be doing it at a, anymore at all. All right. Um, we'll start up an information campaign first to organize people. Uh, Frank, uh, when, first chance you get, make me a copy of that book you found uh, that How? the person, you know, they said about the teeth. Oh, that was Rory, actually. Oh yeah, Rory, do that. Then. Oh, you know, I I I burned it because I needed something for it's in this file right here. Oh, well, we gotta find another copy, otherwise we, there's no way we can convince anybody. They'll all say this just hearsay. Only other book I have is this How to Make a Porn. No, we gotta find the book that the alien the aliens wrote. Yeah, I burned it. It's it's in the fire. All right, if anybody out there has a copy of this book, get it to us so we can you know tell people the truth. 
again, I don't think anybody is reading this book and going, hey, that's a good idea. I think it's more that we got to get the aliens off the planet. So the well, do you think we safe. can convince people if we don't have the evidence? Convince people of what? That we need to get rid of the aliens. We convinced you. Well, yeah, but people might not be as gullible as me. I think most people already want the aliens off the planet. I think you're going to have no trouble in that respect. But I think, you know, this could be a big moment for you. You could go from being a tooth janitor to being like a tooth general. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. I mean, the, the emphasis has got to still be teeth, of course, but yeah. No, everything you do is for teeth. That goes without saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That goes without saying. In fact, you literally don't ever have to say it again. Well, what would I talk about then? Getting the aliens off the planet is a good start. Okay, I mean, I'll see what I can do. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. You know, it, like, 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 when it gets to the point when people start calling you the alien janitor, then maybe you could start talking about teeth. Then they would kill me. They'd think I was an alien. No, no, no. Like, as in you clean up the aliens. Like you Are get they, out of here. Like, okay. No, you know? I, I get you. It's yeah. sort of it's sort of ambiguous. Yeah, because you don't get do that with teeth. Okay, so then they'll call you like the planet janitor, <laughs> because you clean up the whole planet. Their teeth, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all for teeth. It's or all the planeter. The planeter. <laughs> the planeter. That's just sort of a cool name. Uh, yeah. I'll, well, yeah. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll see what I can do. All right. All right. Well, um, thank you all for listening to this show. Uh, Wait, did, didn't you get any letters? Oh, I did. You're right. I printed them out back before, before we, oh, man, we got a bunch. Okay, uh, let's read them. Let's read them. Bam, bam. Let's lock, let's knock these out. Uh, Rory, here you go. Grab a letter. Frank, grab one. Let's do these things. Uh, yes, all right. Um, here we go. Uh, hello, Jordan. I am Marshall Man Randy Savage. Snap it to a Slim Jim. If you read this on the podcast, I will give you the title of Supreme Ukulele Master of the Universe. Love the show. Kiss Frank Allen, Randy Savage. Well, wow. I guess you got the title. Yeah. Um, Supreme ukulele. I mean, I, I only have my, my crappy old ukulele. It's out of tune, but I'll take it. I'll be Supreme Ukulele Master of the Universe. Oh, wait. Now, I don't want to kiss Frank Allen. Though. I don't think that it's that. I don't know if you still get the title then. You really? I mean, I've heard he's gay, so he's probably okay with it. I'm not gay. Nobody thinks that I'm gay. Everybody knows. Why were you in the gay sex tape? It was an accident. <sighs> I was tricked by a very rich man who said he would give me all his money. Well, all right, then. Like Randy Savage. I don't think he's as rich as... It doesn't matter. The point is, look, I want to be Supreme Ukulele Master of the Universe. I don't want to have to kiss Frank Allen, though. Those are, those are two different... I, I think those are two different thoughts. I think I'm Supreme Ukulele Master of the Universe. And, by the way, if you don't mind kiss Frank Allen, I do mind... Sorry. Fair enough. All right, Supreme Ukulele Master, what's next? Uh, Frank, what, what does your letter say? Oh, uh, here it is. Uh... Dear Jordan, I have to say I was disgusted by your announcement on the podcast a few weeks ago. For, uh, for years, you were one of my skeptical atheist pro-science heroes. Up until I heard that episode, I had portraits on the wall of uh, Bertrand Russell, Richard Dawkins, Pendulette, and you. They spelled Pendulette wrong, but there you go. How could you possibly convert to Catholicism so easily? And couldn't you keep your religious views to yourself instead of using your podcast, which used to be for entertainment, in an attempt to convert people? Come on! Disappointed, Jeff Tate. Okay, uh, that's really judgmental of you to say. Um, but the thing is that Catholicism looked really appealing for a minute there. Thankfully, I converted just before the alien invasion. Uh, and as you know, as you all know, the, the first thing the aliens did was disprove the existence of God in order to take away all hope from mankind. So the whole alien thing in the first place sort of blew theology out of the water, didn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but they like really rubbed it in. They were like, just so you guys know, yeah, sticking it. So, um, 
you know, I'm back. I'm back to being an atheist. But people know you were like, uh, you were you were mostly an atheist, well, until the whole Catholicism thing. And then it proved you were an atheist, then, then you, you went back again to it. Right, right. Well, listen, these things happen. You know, sometimes people convert for a little while. I think it was because, to be honest with you, I was a little drunk. Yeah. Now you are, or you were No, then? no, then. I was drunk, and I was high on cocaine. But you don't... Well, hold on. You didn't used to ever do drugs or co- or alcohol, though. Yeah, I know. But this one day I did, and then I saw I walked into a church by accident, and that's what that's what got me. Wow. Okay. Basically, it was a big mistake. It was the worst day of my life. It's. I mean, that's pretty pretty uncharacteristic, I have to say. I know. It's almost as if I would never have done that normally. But yeah, I think you wouldn't. What really. happened was okay. I'll tell you the whole story. There's more to it. Before I got drunk and did all the cocaine, I was kidnapped. Um, and forced to drink alcohol and do cocaine. Wow. Why would someone care if you did that or not? Um, they, I, I think it was the Pope. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, he must be having on his face now that the aliens oh. came and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you've seen his press releases. He's yeah, pronounced yeah. Catholicism, too. So I think I'm, look, I think I'm justified, but that's me. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I'm not, I'm not judging. Okay. Uh, oh, we have another letter here. Um, dear sir, madam... I dropped my wallet while walking down the street in Queens not long ago. I had about $400 cash and all of my ID documents and credit cards. I realized a block or two later and turned around to try to find it. Fortunately, it was still there, but as I was approaching the wallet, a fat man in a dirty, worn-out suit picked it up. He was about 40 or 50 years old, clean-shaven. I tried to get his attention, but he didn't seem to hear me. He just kept walking. I followed him, but I couldn't get him to turn around. He went into this apartment. Nobody answers, so I'm leaving this note under the door. Please just give me, mister. I'll wait out here till you open up Craig Palomar. Now, this is a note that I got. Uh, we were just about to start recording on the day that the aliens invaded. Um, this note came in just before they invaded. I have to assume this guy died. I mean, he's probably dead, yeah. So the wallet doesn't matter at this point. I mean, the money's not worth anything anymore anyway, is it? No, I'm sure anybody who had that kind of money probably spent it on the first day. Yeah, I, I mean, it was. Pr- it sounds like it was Frank. What? Well, it does sound. I mean, that's a good description of you. No, that's a terrible. I, I do, I'm not. I'm not fat. <laughs> well, uh, Frank. Okay, well, I don't wear a, a worn out suit. It's kind of worn out. There's been an alien invasion. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was wasn't worn out. worn out before. It was worn out before. He don't don't let him. Frank, I'm pretty sure that was you. Fine. I'm, okay. Fine. Yes, I found a wallet with four hundred dollars in it, and you know what? I spent it. What did you spend it on? Important supplies. The first day the aliens invaded, I was like, I get, people are going to figure out that money's not worth anything. I got to spend it while it is worth something. So what did you buy? Well, corn. Wow. Yeah. That's useful. Well, I mean, I've gotten use out of it, if that's what you mean. Well, I mean, you can't, like, brush your teeth with it or eat it or something like that. Not in a way that would be sensible. No. No, totally not. But wait, hey, wait. Guys. What if there was extenuating circumstances? Well, then things would be different. Then you could brush your teeth with it. I'm, uh, I don't, uh, you know, you thought before that you you pretty much understood extenuating circumstances, but uh, I think maybe you're a little bit off now. Uh, I don't know. Think about it a little harder. Extenuating circumstances can't make porn into toothpaste. It could make it into a toothbrush. I. G- <laughs> Yeah, I uh, guess. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. Yeah, it, it would have to be pretty extenuating. Pretty circumstantial. All right, we'll we'll go with it. Sometimes needs must when the devil drives, and you have to use anything you can to brush your teeth, even porn. All right. Well, I guess uh, 
I guess that's probably it for today. Let's call it a day. And, you know, I mean, I hope... I mean, you know what? Now that there's an alien invasion, I feel like I can't make any crazy promises about when our next show is. Let's try to do one as soon as we can. All right. As soon as possible. Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll remake this episode, you know, just to iron out the kinks. Wait, what? No, I'm talking about a new episode, a different episode. Probably not with you on it. Well, wait, well... You're going to be busy starting an uprising. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we could just redo this one. No, you, know? you go start your uprising. We're going to do a new episode. All right, I just wanted to make sure it's good. You know, It's good. The best, the best. This is the best. Uh, if you need toothpaste, go see Harry Wilson. He's got a good supply. Wait, no, no wait, 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 wait. That, that's part of it. I want to just contour it to make it ideal. If you need toothpaste, here, okay. If you need toothpaste, go see Harry Wilson. He'll help, he'll hook you up. He and then maybe you can hook him up by helping you know uh, the uh, uh, the the uprising uh, the uprising overthrow the aliens. I'll be busy with some entertainment stuff. I can like lend you guys some stuff. Stories about Star Wars. Frank will maybe supply you food. Well, no, I mean I'm sort of considering this Rory thing. No, just get, you you can supply food and Rory can lie about history. Well, no, I mean I'll tell the truth. I tell a lie. <laughs> and this dude in a cloak will just sit here and talk about extenuating circumstances. I guess that's well, that's the cat. That, well, all right, all right, sure. The dude in the cloak. <laughs> all right. Um, happy hunting, everybody, and um, keep safe. Don't let the aliens pour sugar in your mouths and, and uh, rot your teeth from the inside of your head. Totally don't do that. And don't let anybody do that. And brush your teeth constantly. If you're not brushing your teeth right now, start brushing your teeth. If you are brushing your teeth right now, keep brushing your teeth. And if someone tries to tell you that something's more important than teeth, either tell them they're wrong or get out a toothbrush and start brushing your teeth. All right, well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we will be seeing you. Waxwork, try her and you'll see. Waxwork, she's cheap and easy when I'm feeling down. I put her on my laptop and go to town. I never wanted any other mother love website. Don't ever want to drive to keep the baby alive. I love the song.